passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyle Curson. Bacon. We have another amazing podcast today. We went to practice and we're breaking down the offense, yeah. talking about every single position group and what's going on in there. Before we get into that, please, if you guys are watching on YouTube, subscribe, hit that like button, leave a comment, um, ask us questions, anything that you would down in those comments. We'd love to hear them. If you're listening, please review and rate uh, five stars, download, re-download. Uh, that helps so much. Uh, and share, 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 share with your friends and family. Let them know what we got going on. Um, but, yeah, offense, offensive side of the ball. We break down offensive line, who's going to be playing left tackle, all the guys that might get in a rotation, and some good stuff we saw from them. The huge depth in the wide receiver room and who was standing out to us during practice, the quarterbacks. Uh, we talk about Hendon and obviously the status quo that he is holding Hendon for Heisman. Let's hope for it. And Milton as a leader of a, as a second string quarterback is pretty impressive. Uh, and then the running back room, everyone's concerned about with Whitehead going down and who can replace him and who do we think is the next guy up? So great podcast. Let's jump into it. By the game. Snap. The kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Final score Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up. Fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught. Tennessee, Tennessee wins. by Tennessee. Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down at the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we get into the podcast, we got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. You guys know, I say at every podcast, it is the place to go for all your betting news and odds and sports, everything. That This is the place, okay? With BetOnline, you get the most up-to-date fighting news. You get to bet on MLB games going on right now, NFL I mean, you can bet on anything 
team total wins, division wins, uh, individual players, all of it. Okay. So now is the time to sign up at bet online. You can sign up on your mobile device or you can uh, go online, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code believe at checkout. That's B L E A V. And you get that 50% welcome bonus. So listen, y'all, please use that. Please go to bet online when you're doing all your sports betting. It makes things a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. Um, and I always love them. They're the place to go. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everyone. Uh, first thing you're going to notice is a change of venue. Uh, second thing is we just got done with practice and one, I like, wow, is one word I would use for that. I think we're both blown away by the progress and everything that we've seen. Um, so cannot wait to talk about it. We're going to do offense on this pod, but first Reed, how are we doing, bud? I'm doing well. We're talking. This is this is funny and weird for me because I know you don't like sitting this yeah, close to me. Well, I love sitting this close to you, but not on the pod because <laughs> it distracts me. But we are in now. We are in the kitchen slash living room of my parents' house compared to the dining room and more formal area. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird to have the camera like there. But anyways, we're not going to talk about much besides. The, today we got a lot of information i yeah. actually do really think this is gonna be the best pod we've ever done no golf talk yeah, and we're, we're playing we're, we are well, we are going to play golf we are after we are going to play golf. Yeah. I'm, kyler's gonna to get to play holston for the first time so i'm excited for that but we've had an unbelievable day so we were reached out to uh by spire uh nil mm-hmm. yep. uh, i still almost say spear every time so spire so we met with them today they, they reached out to us uh, great guys, uh, nice. Um, so it was good to talk with them and just learn. I mean, seriously, just just learn kind of a lot of the stuff that's that's going on, how they operate. So it was cool to do that. We got to meet that. We met them at Long's early this morning, had some coffee, mm-hmm. and we went to practice. And man, it's just, it's awesome. It's it's a great great time. And I legitimately love this team and this program top to bottom, and I will explain why, but we are going to jump into it now. We're going to do offense first. Um, We haven't even – I mean, I've got my – I actually took this to practice with me and folded it up like I was an actual coach there. Like, you know – Tucked it in the front. Tucked it in the front like all coaches. Like this is because all the coaches do that so they know the schedule for practice. But I would refer to this because it had my notes that people asked from YouTube and Twitter to just keep me – yeah, we're binding, but I also had a bunch of players on here with the different numbers because I wanted to make sure to check different people. But anyways, let's get this started. Let's do it. Um, let's just go ahead and talk offensive line first. Okay. Um, you, want, you want me to go ahead and get get my <laughs> rant out of the way? Go ahead and get your rant out of the way. Um, and also, Kyler, I, in my opinion, I think the offensive line is, um, for me personally, one of the biggest question marks of the entire team and obviously definitely the offense. But go ahead and let's hear what you have. Man, I will tell you what. I had so much fun at practice today. Um, I actually got a chance to help coach some of the offensive line. Like when they were doing one-on-one, some of the guys like realized who I was. I've met some of them before and asked like, 
hey, what do I do on this push pull? Like, what what did you see out of my footwork? And first off, for them to ask is already just like, yes, thank you. you like you're you're wanting to be better. And then second, just like for me to share my knowledge with them, that was that like made my week. I loved loved every second of that. Um, but dude, like I I don't have a worry about this offensive line. I really don't. Like I do think these guys are who we want out there. Now the big question is left tackle. And right now that is Jeremiah Crawford, which we've talked about before and Gerald Mincy. Gerald didn't really get a chance to practice in the spring. He had a little ankle, but now he's back in there practicing and buddy is killing it. I mean, he's given Jeremiah a run for his money. It It is definitely a competition. They're both getting first team reps and it's, you know, whoever can come out on the end as that left tackle. I mean, I feel good no matter what. I think they both had very good practices. I think they both have very good technique and footwork when they're out there. So I'm not worried about that. But like I said, the rest of this offensive line, all the way over. Darnell Wright is a beast. Absolutely do- love Darnell. Spragans is a wild man and does not get a crap. <laughs> About anything out there, which we will talk about. It's nice nice to have one guy like that. Yeah, one guy. Cooper is smart. He he understands the game. He he understands everybody else's roles in their positions, and that's what you need out of a center. You know, Cooper's not the biggest guy in the world. I wouldn't say he's the nastiest guy in the world, but I do think – he is like a bell cow for them, like a leader on the offensive line. And then you got Jerome over at the other guard, which is, I mean, just Mr. Consistent, awesome football player, even better guy, and great leader. Um, I think that whole old line room looks up to Jerome. Like he is he is a leader of that room. So I feel very, very good about the offensive line. And then just seeing other guys progress, like, Messiah Reddick, I, I saw some really good reps out of him. I, I, I saw some good stuff out of Grant. Um, sometimes he gets a little head heavy and leans a little bit, but that is something that taller guys struggle with. Um, Addison Nichols, like Addison Nichols is still a very good player. The one thing about him, though, is he's playing out of position. He is not a center. He should be playing guard, maybe tackle. I would most likely say guard, but – him at center right now is really just to get him more knowledgeable, more prepared for in the future when he does play other positions and he will not end up being the center. Like it to start a season, he wouldn't be the starting center because they want him at guard, but he might rotate in at center because he can snap and he is smart enough, but I think he is more of a guard even in his technique, like he's never played center in his life. He's always played tackle, played tackle in high school. It's like, okay, well, you know, sometimes the technique, sometimes the learning curve is a little bit once you move inside to that position. Um, But, man, I, I just absolutely love that. I, I love being around the guys and talking with them and talking technique, um, different experience. I mean, Dane was talking to me too, uh, and – you know, Dane has been moved to the right side. He's playing more predominantly right uh, behind Darnell. And that's fine. And I even was talking to Cooper about this. Like, 
guys don't need to worry about being second and third string in a lot of positions in the offensive line. If you're the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth guy, you'll definitely get a chance to play. Someone will get rolled up on something will happen where you have to go in for this team. So just be ready for, for your opportunity. And it's the same thing with, with, uh, uh, Laneith Whitehead going down. It's, Hey, you're like, whoever that third back is, is going to get reps. And uh, like, I'm so excited for this offensive line and what they can do. And I think like, I think again, this offense is just going to be so, so dangerous. Like it's insane how good they are. Okay. So first off, I thought it was hilarious that I did turn around and see you talking to Dane and giving him some pointers, but just for the people that can, so they can see as I turn around and, you know, I, I, so I'm standing, I turn and I just see Kyler here, like getting, like showing and getting up into getting up into Dane. And uh, you got it. Hey, when someone does a push pull, you got to get your hips involved. Right. You get right. Your hips up there. So, but I, but it was great to see you do that. It's so nice. Cause now we've been, this is our fourth time. Every time we're there, they end up around you talking to you. Um, and, and that's great to see. And, you know, like I, I think you're the greatest player <laughs> in, 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 in the world. You know, I love you, but like it's nice to see like you, you were an all SEC offensive lineman. So it's not like you were just even like a starter for only maybe one year. Like you're, you're a good quality football player. Like, and so it's nice to see. And then like when you were talking to, Gerald Mincy at, at the end and he, he just hearing what you were telling him and stuff, which I agreed with what you were telling yeah. him, not necessarily that I know offensive line play, but how you were explaining what you explained to him, like yeah. make it your own, make type. it your own. Like right. no one has the exact same set as, uh, as an offensive lineman. You're not, you're not going to copy someone else's technique necessarily. You got to find something that fits best for you. What fit best for me was a vertical set was more, straight back when I did my pass sets and not at an angle. And, and and I was explaining like, you know, you look at a Joe Thomas who is a hall of fame left tackle for the Cleveland Browns. You look at Tyron Smith, who's going to most likely be a hall of fame left tackle for Dallas Cowboys. They have completely different sets, but they're both all pro amazing tackles that people use as examples of like, this is how you play football, but they have completely different sets. So it's right. like, Find your own thing that works for you. Cause you know, he was asking me about jump sets and about like a fake jump into a set and like all these different techniques. And sometimes that can bog your mind down and yeah. like get you thinking too much. I'm like, calm down. You be patient in your set. You figure out what works best for you. And you're gonna, you're gonna be, you're gonna be totally fine. And I I I love that out of Gerald because he was very much open for any kind of knowledge that he can gain he was very open for it so it makes me feel good that even if he is the second string left tackle he's still a good quality football player it's like i'm sitting here right now watching guys putt on the green number 13 and just think of golf there's so many people that get so technical with golf with mm -hmm. it just like and i get it there's a lot of techniques that you have to have and there is like what some people call like the perfect swing and yeah. you know but then like there's so many ways to skin a cat like, and I'm the type of person personally that like, if I'm thinking too much about something, like sometimes you just got to go be an athlete and sometimes you just got to let it, let it go. And um, so that's why I liked how you explained that to him. Gerald Mincy is a large, large man. 
Like it is good to see that on this yeah. offensive line. And I, and I was happy that we brought up because I didn't necessarily like poo poo on Messiah Reddick, but like I wasn't very impressed with his film. I mean, when yeah, I, you when weren't he, like excited. Yeah. And I was like, who are these people he's playing up in Michigan? But the kid, and he was a late ad, but I got it pulled up here, 6'5, 335. He looks every bit of it. Like he was one mm-hmm. of the guys, mm-hmm. and you guys are going to hear throughout the pod today. There's some guys that we see and we're like, they look good. They're much bigger than we expected, moved well. And there's some guys that they don't, they did not look as big as we thought they were going to, or mm-hmm. like it wasn't what some of the people say. Yeah. Um, so for me to wrap up on the offensive line, it's it's a lot of status quo. Um, with let's see who's at left tackle. I heard Coach Golish uh talking actually on uh, the radio a couple of days ago, and he he openly said he's like, Hey, whoever loses the position to not be a I don't know how he exactly said it. I don't think he said whoever loses the position, but he says whoever the sixth man is, is the sixth man. You're going to be our swing guy. Mm -hmm. So it's still a very important position. Whether you're in SEC football or whether you're in the NFL, it has become so much more of an actual – you know, it's almost like the sixth man off the bench in basketball. Like I remember for the Tennessee Titans, like they would have their sixth man, their swing man – and you still make a very good living being the yeah. the third tackle. Oh yeah, because everyone knows injuries are going to happen. So, um, so it's it's really important. But I thought, I I don't know why I'm worried about the offensive line. It, like, I guess maybe like in one on ones there wasn't anything that would make me worry. And I didn't even get to watch many of them today. But like, I just think when I'm watching team, I still feel like they're running. Their quarterbacks are running kind of a lot and mm. I felt like it's always been that way but then again like I thought about I thought last year that Joe Milton and Hendon Hooker didn't have any time to throw but then you go into the season and there was times where they had plenty of time to throw so yeah. so I don't want to over overthink it I mean this is technically the first day of full pads right type yeah exactly but um I, I will say this and and I just I do like the makeup of the guys on the offensive line now, does that mean that that's automatically going to make them blue chip players? Not necessarily, and I. But I'm saying like there are some really really good pieces. I mean, mm-hmm. today we saw the Los Angeles Rams, the Green Bay Packers, and the Sandy and the uh, Los Chargers. Angeles Chargers were there. Uh, scouts, they were all there. They were dressed up, taking their notes, and they were watching Darnell a good amount of time. Like I was standing right next to the Chargers guy when they were doing like um, 2v2 type deal, offensive defense line, which I love watching that. Mm-hmm. But I was sitting there and they're, they're watching Darnell and Darnell had really, really good plays. Like he had some really, like he, I mean, it was, it was very impressive. So there is some good players. Um, and Addison still looks the part, like I'm not going to be surprised if he does, if he, I will not be surprised if he plays, but yeah. then again, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be the six swingman type deal. No. Because of – Which I don't think because, he will. I right, don't think he will. Right. I don't either now because they have him at center. And it's like there's just some other guys that are maybe just a little, a little bit, bit farther ahead. Farther guy, yeah. yeah, just older guys. Mm-hmm. Today – and so that, that's for offensive line. And I maybe should have started the podcast with this, but I don't want to take a lot of time to do it. Um, because I'll try and cut you off. Right. But <laughs> but but the the entire team – Looks so much better from size and just depth. Like yeah. they all look so much better. Now, just because we have better depth doesn't mean necessarily the starters are going to change. Yeah. So the team can look a hell of a lot better and still have the same 
record as they did last year by maybe one or two wins difference. But you still need that because then you feel comfortable about the depth and you feel good about who's behind them. Mm-hmm. And I'm in, in like, like I said, receivers, uh, defensive backs, uh, linebackers, some of the edge guys, like all those guys, it just look, we look more like an SEC football team than we did. And it's just great to see that because like you are, Byron Young is not the only edge guy that looks like a blue chip guy now. Like, yeah, we, the, yeah. You know like what I mean? Roman so, Harrison looks like that. I mean, and, Tyler Barron looks they, I mean, bigger. He yeah. looks bigger and smaller, like leaner. Yeah, but, but, but that's what I don't want to – and we will hit on all these players at their positions. Yeah. But there are so many guys that I noticed that, like, they do look bigger and they do – they just look better, which is great. So, anyways, I should have started the pod with that. I think that's what Kyler and I are so optimistic about. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, too, the overall, which I'll finish saying this again – is like I love the coaching staff and I love this team dynamic. They compete so hard, they work hard, but they are good dudes. Like they are good dudes. Like they're not smacking somebody and maybe running their mouths and talking much shit. It's pick like they, they pick them up, they might tap them off, like, yo, like, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Like it's just a very good vibe and it's a very good culture. Yes. And I think that is what really matters most. And then you obviously add the blue chip guys and you add the players as they go. Anyway, sorry, I should have started the pod with that. But anyway, so offensive line, you know, I'm not going to get too worried about it because I felt like the quarterback were running for their life last year, but then going into the season, we still had a very productive. Exactly. And, and, and it, you know, it depends on what period you're in. Like if it's third down period, it's like, all right, well, the D right. line's just pinning their ears back. They're not worried about the run. If it's two minute drill, they ain't worried about the run. They, they know it's passed. So it's like, situations like that and you know once you get in a game say it's a 10 play drive by play seven the boys are tired right the d-line is tired and it doesn't matter if you pass or run you can move them against their will like right that is a part of the game that really affects it so i never want to take too much away from one certain practice because i know i've had bad practices i've had horrible practices before where i just like wasn't there and like I really was missing blocks and my hands weren't good, but that doesn't mean that I was a bad player overall. So, you know, grain of salt sometimes, but I agree with what you're saying. I thought there were times quarterbacks were running. I also think that has to do with our DBs, which we will get into yeah. the next podcast. So, but to finish up on the offensive line, uh, like I said, Messiah Reddick stood out to me. Listen, does that mean he's going to start this year? No, but mm-hmm. I'm saying like besides – Javante, Jerome, Cooper, Darnell, and then the two guys. But, like, it was just nice to see where I felt decent about Masai Reddick. And then I felt decent, like, where I thought R.J. Perry, who's a redshirt sophomore, 6'6", uh, 325, and Savion Hearing, mm-hmm. or Herring, I guess he's a Juco. Like, both of those guys, big guys, good guys. And, like, I thought they have some solid reps yeah. when I saw it. So, once again, I'm not – you guys got to remember, this is practice. So, like, we're not sitting here telling you, like – these guys were, are going to be the starters. I'm just saying, like, it was good to see these other guys have good reps, good plays. Yeah, you're saying, like, after knowing that they are the third-string guy to see some of the highlight plays they made, you're like, oh, wow, that was pretty good right. for a third-string guy. Like, well, it's just, yeah. I like that. Like, I like that, that that he's able to perform in that way, even though he's not a starter. And they can work their way up. Yeah, and yeah. They, they can become the yeah. starters that we need. So Right, right. okay. So let's go ahead and jump into – we'll just jump into tight ends. Okay. Uh, so obviously you got 
our, our main man, Jacob Warren, and yeah. I'll just start there. Um, we both love Jacob. Love I, and, Jacob and man. talking to Jacob again today, talking to Jerome Carvin again today, absolutely great leaders, great young men, mm-hmm. uh, guys that I would have loved to have played with. And just like, you know, like guys, like I'm not that much older than them, but still guys that like hopefully one day, like if I had a son that were like either of those two guys, just yeah. like the way they act, the way they carry themselves, the way they, it's just, it's just great. And like, so I loved, you know, getting to talk with them, see them and, and talking to Jacob. And there was a fight today at practice, which we'll, we'll talk about, but like Jacob is like one of the first ones to get in there, try to break it up. And like there, a little bit of fighting is a good thing. But ultimately, it's like, guys, we're here to get better. Like, take that immature, immature shit somewhere else. Yeah, because like, it just it just takes away from right. like, hey, you just wasted two minutes of fighting. You wasted time on the next drill because Someone coaches could, are yelling at you about the fight where they could be teaching you things. So it's just like you're wasting people's time. You're also could get hurt. Could get hurt. Someone could easily get hurt in a random fight in a random pile, all that kind of stuff. So that's why you don't want to do it. In no way are you like. Hey, the 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 violence that we are enduring is bad. That's you're violent when you're on a football field. So things happen like that. Um, but it got taken care of. Fight got broken up. Uh, it's between O line D line. Uh, Byron Young was part of it, and uh, Jackson Lampley got broken up at the end of practice. Byron Young breaking it down steps up. Hey guys, I'm sorry about that. That was immature of me. You know what? I, you know, we need to get better out here. We need to be a team. And I shouldn't have reacted that way. Jacob Warren immediately bringing up everybody, breaking it down. It's not just Byron. It's everyone. Everyone be smart out there. Don't, don't let this shit get to your head. You can actually hurt people out here. So let's be smart. We're a team. This is what Jacob we're all said. together. This yeah, is what Jacob, Jacob said yeah. and breaks it down. And that's the end of practice. And it's like, okay, what a amazing, yeah. mature way to end practice. And I talked to hype after I go, listen, that was the most impressive thing because when I played, it, it was like, we'll take care of the locker room, which, which like sounds cool and tough. But it's just immature stuff. It's, it's just like, immature. It's yeah. Just, it's we're, just, here, we're here to win football games. We're not here to fight people. If you want to fight people, go to UFC. It's like, people that want to throw fists without helmets. Yeah. That's the, they're just like, they just want to throw fists. That's all they think about. Yeah. And it's like, that's not, yeah. literally does not help in any, any way. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so, and I know we're talking about tight ends and we got distracted because yeah, Jacob was like, like he said, after Byron Young spoke, um, and I'll say this, like during that that scrum, you know, it was it was a good little scrum. Of course, Javante had just went bulldog. Which is and, exactly who Javante. Yeah, is. he just came in and absolutely cleaned it out. And <laughs> yeah. then and then Jacob came in and blocked. But I mean, Coach Hype, man, like he doesn't, he's not, he doesn't yell much. There was a couple times a day, but he yelled. He got in there to break it up. He said, BY, come on, like, stop that. And he yelled at the offensive line and it broke up pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but it was nice though, because when B BY stood up today, apologized to the team, like the outstanding young young man that he is, Coach Hype said, Hey, it ain't only on BY. Mm, yeah. Like this is a lot of other people. And and I'm happy that he said that. Takes two to and I love that, man. Like I would love to be for play for a coach like Coach Hype because like he got on him in, in practice and he didn't like it wasn't like he demeaned him or anything. He just said BY, like he yelled it to him, but he's like, BY, you're better than that. Like you know, and and then after he, you know, kind of does the, 
Hey, it's not just yeah, you. It like hug oh, up yeah. on you in front of the team. And so it was great to see. Anyways, back to tight ends. I'm telling you, Jacob looks even bigger than he did last year. Like it looked like he's filled out more. Yeah. Uh, he moved well. He had some really nice catches that I saw today. Um, there was one where the quarterback started to roll to the right. Mm-hmm. And Jacob kind of broke his right off game. Obviously, he's huge, so he, he uses his good uh, range of motion and his radius, makes a good catch, feed and bounds, great. Mm-hmm. Had a couple good blocks that we saw on a couple of the different drills. He had, he had, he had some good one-on-one blocks yeah. at a drill. Um, they set up where it's just linebacker, tight end, and a running back. And you're just blocking, secure in the block for the running back. He had some good ones there. He also had some good pulls from the backfield. They're doing run scheme, and it's, you know, whole – Offensive line and whole defensive line and linebackers, no wide receivers out there. You know it's run. And he had some good pulls blocking up on Jeremy Banks and, like, pushing him out of the hole. And it's like I, – I just can't say enough good things about Jacob. I really can't. I, I can't either. I, I I love the kid. I uh, just am rooting for him and, you know – He's going to get mic'd up tomorrow, so I can't wait for that to come out. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be, be cool. fun. That'd be cool. Um, so, anyways, the other tight ends, like – Princeton fan, um, I, I like I like Princeton. He he's just a good senior, and what I mean by that, I don't mean just because his years a senior, but I'm saying like just a good veteran to have. I thought he had some nice plays today. He had a really nice play. It was one on one, good versus good. He went up against Tank McCullough and put a little move on Tank and caught a seam route and house called it. And yeah, that was my yeah. favorite thing. After that was like Tank went to. He Tank didn't get mad. I mean, obviously he was frustrated and annoyed, but like he didn't make excuses. He didn't get mad. He came over to one of his coaches, was talking about something. Well, Princeton Fant stops and they talk about something together because he was talking about why Princeton made the move compared to where Tank was like with his alignment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people don't understand, but when you're back at safety, like an alignment is a big deal. Well, all of football and alignment's a big deal, but for like offensive line or for a safety or for a DB, like if you give one of these good athletes a one little inch one way, they'll take it. So yeah. it's cool to see that. But Princeton's a good player. It's great to have him back this year. Um, I was happy with what I saw. The younger and, guys. And then and then so what I will say is um I mean uh Charlie Browder. Yeah, Charlie Browder. Like he big kid, tall kid. Yeah. And 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 it was good to see what I saw. And what I mean today was like it was nice because I'm not going to be surprised if he plays. Yeah, because like if he gets reps, right? Because he is a younger guy, but like he's a good body. He like he had a great sideline catch Mm. from Joe Milton. Really, really good, good ball by Joe. Yeah. Hey, that's. I mean, it's a. It was a deep ball. It was a good forty yard throw. Good ball by him, and what a great catch. Yeah, it was by Router. Like it was like over the shoulder. Defender was all over him. He made an incredible catch. Right, right. So it was good to see. But yeah, he's. I mean, he's got that great tight end body. Um, I mean, I think he could put on more weight, honestly. Oh, like because he is six seven. It's like this guy; he's two fifty yeah, now. That's right. like he could be two seventy, and I still think it would be fine if it, if it's muscle. But I still think it'd be fine. Yeah, he just has a good frame, and he's still got a plenty of frame to put weight on. But made some good catches day, good hands, uh, good quality. You know, tight end depth, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know how great his blocking was. There's a couple. It's just kind of eh, whatever. But hey, that's fine. He's still he's younger. Learned. He's your he's younger right. guy. That's what uh, one. That's one thing tight ends do not know when they come to call. Like, right? You right. don't pay attention, pay attention to that in high school. No, bro, if your line coach isn't working with the tight no. ends, if you're a good tight end and you're catching 15 touchdowns a game in high school, so. yeah. Um, but 
the other thing is, and like, I'm not trying to, we're not trying to blast people or anything like that. And, and, you know, if he's a good young kid and he knows that he needs to get better and work on it, but like, I haven't seen Alex Golish tear into someone's ass like I did today. And I think it's just because he knows what he needs to get, but it's, it's Miles Campbell. Who's red shirt freshman. I remember he was a pretty big recruit coming out. Yeah. He's a good size kid, you know, a little bit shorter than the rest of the guys, but he's thick. He's a good size kid. He looks like a, you know, a Princeton fan type, but they were doing a drill, which is one of my favorite drills to watch is they have trash cans set up to represent offensive linemen. And you have running backs and tight ends stepping up to pick up blitzing linebackers. And it's a great, great thing to watch. It's it's different than the one Kyler was explaining earlier. Yeah, where, that was more run. Right. Yep. This is more like protecting the quarterback and linebackers blitzing. And it's a fabulous drill to watch. Well, Miles just absolutely – it was like – he missed the block, but it was almost like because of it was like a lack of it was like lacks of days with like a lack of energy or maybe he stepped wrong and he just kind of quit on it. And I know that's what got Alex Golis fired up. And he just he just like wants something from him. He's just like like you know yelling like what are you doing like, and he kind of got it. And and the final thing he said like you know put the fucking effort in or go home. Yeah, and that's how I would feel as a coach. Like he wasn't like you suck, you're this, you're that. He's like he knows what what potential is there and he's trying to pull it out of him. Yeah. And it's like, Hey man, like if you don't want to be here, like I'm putting in an effort as a coach, all these other guys are putting an effort. in. It's okay. If you mess up, we all mess up. Yeah. Just like coaches have told us since we were middle, like peewee, mm-hmm. if you're going to mess up, mess up going hundred percent. Yep. You know? I'd rather say, whoa, than sick him. Right. And so that was the only, that was, I was kind of surprising to me. Like I don't see, I mean, he's a fiery guy, but he, he was pissed and like, I think it's because he knows, like, next year and a couple years down the road, like, that's a guy that could really help the University of Tennessee. Oh, like, yeah. So, um, that was tight ends. Like I said, it's it's very much status quo. There's a lot of status quo. Um, Especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, well, I think defense, there's a lot of status quo, too. Just yeah. starters-wise. But Yeah, like, I mean, this is not anywhere close to the fluctuation and, and, like, determination of last year's team where we literally knew nothing. Knew nothing right. about this team. We didn't even know people's names when we went to the spring practice that first time. Right. So, anyways, tight end status quo. I think I, I'm very happy with them. You know, I think I think that group has potential to be very very solid. Yeah. Um, and and do what we need to do. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll go receivers. Okay. Let's do it. And then we'll finish up. We'll we'll talk about RBs, quarterbacks. Yeah, and they, and I think receivers and running backs are what people want to hear most about. Yeah, I mean, uh, because everyone, you know, it's in. We yeah, know it's in, and, and and we'll hit on what we saw from Joe and 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 Taven. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, okay. So, do you want to go first with what you saw for receivers? Do you want me to go because I I think I probably watched a little bit more. Of it. Yeah, I think you got a little bit more. Um, I will point out like certain things that I just noticed in and of myself. Cedric Tillman still just, I mean. A beast, great route runner, leader of the wide receiver group. Um, some just like bright plays saw uh, from Holiday, Jimmy Holiday. Uh, saw some uh, good stuff from uh, 84. What was it? Uh, Caleb Webb. Caleb Webb. Uh, saw a great reverse for, with Squirrel. I mean, he's so much faster than you think he is. Um, and I just like the the amount that they competed. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, and we'll talk about this more when we get in the defensive podcast, but their job ain't easy. These wide receivers are not going against scrubs. They're going against very good players out there on defense. 
Um, so it, it impresses me more when they can get open, when they're able to do stuff. And, dude, some of the just schemes and route running combinations that we have makes it look so easy to pick apart. Yeah, yeah. Which I love. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's a lot of the same stuff. I mean, you're going to see a lot of the same routes where we're either going to hit you deep or we're going to fake like we're going deep and Cedric's going to put that foot in the ground and it's going to be a little out route or mm-hmm. we'll hit you with just a basic hitch or whatever. Um, so for receivers – uh, follow along with me. It's a lot of talk in here, but I'm going to try to guys. So I'm going to try to give you guys exactly what you want. I watched the receivers and DBs a lot today. I watch a lot of linebackers. Um, okay. So receivers wise, it looks like the starters and guys, you have to take all this with a grain of salt because of, um, how early it still is. And, it's true. and, and this can change, but when first group was out there, I know you guys care about this stuff, which ultimately doesn't matter because, there's going to be plenty of guys playing, but it was Cedric Tillman. Uh, they they did all you guys love him. They did have Jalen Hyatt in mm-hmm. in the slots, and then on the opposite side was Ramel Keaton. Um, now whether that's just today or whatever, I I like Ramel Keaton. I thought he had one of the best catches I've seen in my four practices being over there today. Yeah, so I didn't get to see this one. I had to tell Kyler about it, but he goes down the sideline. Do you remember who he's going against? I don't, but he was going down the sideline. It was very good coverage, and he doesn't stop to jump to make a jump ball. He goes off one foot, and so if you're watching me here, the DB's right here on his on his hip pocket. It's good coverage. He leaves, goes up, catches kind of almost a little bit over him like a moss, and comes back down. And, like, Ramel's like a – he's skinny, but, like, mm-hmm. he's a longer, like, rangy guy, and I just thought it was – I said, you know what? I said, people don't even talk about him. I mean, hell, Kyler, I told Kyler about it, and he's like, yeah, I didn't even think much about him because you hear so much of the other guys. Yep. Am I sitting here telling you that he's going to be, you know, an 800-yard receiver this year? No, I'm not saying that. But, like, I'm just saying, like, they had him with the ones. He led a lot of the drills off with him and Cedric. And, like, I think he's going to have a really good chance this year to to have an opportunity. And yep. I was happy with what I saw. Um Oh, before I start diving into more of the of the actual individuals, there was a lot of balls on the ground today, which, mm. you know, it, it, and it wasn't just one person. It was multiple people yeah. um, that, that had some drop balls. There were still some nice catches, but like ultimately that still doesn't bother me because I think it, I don't think that's going to be an issue for the entire group. I think the entire wide receiver yeah. group is very talented. I, I think there's a lot of options back there. Um, I know everyone loves Jalen Hyatt, so we'll talk about him like, I've been to four practices now. I, I don't know the kid. I've, I've never talked with him. Um, everyone wants to talk like he's a lot more mature and all that stuff. And he might be, like I said, I, I didn't talk with him, but it looked like he was very much the same player that I've seen for three other straight practices. Now, mm-hmm. like there was nothing about his demeanor that necessarily looked like changed. And granted, like I said, I'm not talking bad about him. Like the coaches are going to know better than I do. Like, Mm-hmm. all that different stuff so if they say he's a different player great i'm just saying it didn't look much different to me and he had a one-on-one where he goes up it's not necessarily a dig it's not necessarily a post it's almost like a climb route he makes a good catch and he houses it i'm like okay great well then a couple reps later he basically runs the same route hits him right in the hands and he drops it yep and so it's like it just seems like it's a concentration thing with him and, and it's just like he just leaves me wanting more and it's everyone that you hear, talk, social media, whatever. And it's like everyone wants a big year, big year from him. Like we all know he's capable of it, but like 
you got to do it at some point. And so it's like, I'm just kind of tired of hearing his name. Like when I feel like there's other good players there. So, yeah. and I bring him up, listen, he was still starting. He could still have a, ma- he was still starting today. He could still have a massive year and I hope he does, Yeah. but I just know that everyone always wants to hear about him. Now yeah, other- it was, it, it was his freshman year. I mean, the, the touchdown versus Alabama, like that's what set him apart from everyone else. And that's what got everybody else curious, but this is, is also in a, Jeremy Pruitt offense with Garantano at quarterback. It's like, this is a totally different offense, totally different head coach, better offense. So maybe he doesn't fit into that as much. I, I think he's, I think he has all the opportunities. I think he, yeah, exactly. He, he has all the skills. He's, he's quick. He's fast. Everyone yeah, made a big, everyone made a big deal that he's bigger. He does not look much bigger. No, he, I mean, he, no, 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 no. He, I would not say that. If he's put on 10 pounds, like it's, Fine, but it didn't look any different to me. Yeah. Um, everyone wants to hear about Brew McCoy. Our first impression was well, first off, you didn't see a ton of him today. He was running yeah. with the twos, but like he walked right by Kyle and I, and Kyle and I both looked at each other and we I he thought was, I he was not as big as we expected. Him. No, I thought for sure, like here's another Cedric. And then he walked by and I was like, bro, Cedric is obviously bigger than you. It it's I mean, he almost looked Six one ish, six two ish. I mean, like yeah. he didn't look like he, he didn't look like posing rips no. or anything like that. You know, you look at some of these wide receivers and DB's arms, like the guys that are skinnier to say, like they can be jacked. And it, there was nothing really just popping about him. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Like, not to say he's not going to be a good player. Yeah, not to say that he can't help us. Whatever he's, you know, it's still very early, but he just walked by us and I looked at Kyler and like, I wasn't like, like he wasn't imposing. It wasn't what I was expecting. There just wasn't much pop there. Like It's like the, wait, that's him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, that was the kid that was the number one recruit in the nation. And I get it. That was years ago. So like things can change and stuff like that. And could he still help us out? Sure. But like, there was not one thing today that I saw, whether it was in one-on-ones team, anything that made me go, wow. Not not one thing. And mm-hmm. and I didn't say wow when he walked by me his size. Like it was very um it felt very average-ish. Yeah. Like I was expecting 6'2, 210, 215, and looking looking big, but it's it's not what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um and and I, I can't really comment on anything else because like I said, there was not any routes or catches or anything that I was like, oh, that was impressive. And he's not running as many as everyone else because he's new. Right. He has right. another offense as well. So so those were the so those were the two that I know people ask about all the time. Other person that everyone asked about was Squirrel. Um, listen, I was a big fan of Squirrel when we signed him. Um, he's what I expected. Like he is smaller and and a little bit like and he's a little bit smaller, but that's what he is. And like I just think like I just watching him, he just seems like a dude that just handles his business. Like he's a freshman, but like he just gives off this or and this is me just mm-hmm. like reading a book, which we all know you can't read a book by its cover. Don't judge people. Anyway, yep. Like I haven't talked with him, but like the kid just seems like he's just there to like play ball, practice hard, be good, be competitive. I want to come here. I want to win and then, you know, see what happens after that. But like, yes, he is fast. Um, yes, I think he's going to it. His speed didn't blow me away. But then again, I'm not up there guarding him or chasing him. So, <laughs> so like, so, but I, I, you know, I was happy with what I saw. I had he had a nice one on one rep, but I just liked 
what I saw out of how he carried himself more than anything I necessarily saw on the field today. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I, if I'm a, you know, I love squirrel when he came in. Um, I love Jimmy holiday. Um, I love, like I said, I like Ramel Keaton. I think Callaway was out there. He was definitely in Jimmy Callaway was in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he still has like people want squirrel to be, what he can be, but like I feel, I still think if Jimmy Cowway has an opportunity, like he can still be a guy that's a home run hitter. And I don't mean necessarily a home run hitter taking the top off. I mean like hitting him with a quick slant or a, a quick out or whatever, and he houses it like he did against Pitt. Like yeah. this wide receiver room is just really, really deep. Um, is there one guy besides like a Cedric that I think is like a blue chip yeah. stud? Maybe not, but like there's a lot of good quality options there for this coaching staff. Yeah, this is definitely not 2012. Derek, CP, Justin Hunter, and that's fine. And it doesn't Zach Rogers. Work, like right. it, it's not all of that, and that's completely fine. Yeah, it, it. I mean, we're here to win ball games. We're not here to. I mean, I'm saying like we're as fans like we want them to go to the pros and stuff like that. But like you know, I'm talking as if like what does this coaching staff have and the fact of to help them win ball games compared to who's going to be a pro or not right now. Exactly. Um, and I don't want to mess um I don't want to mess it up because I did like his film, one of the best as coming out. So I think it's I, instead of Chase Nimrod, I think it's uh Chaz Nimrod, maybe oh. from, from Arkansas. So we'll do so I don't want to mess up his first name because I heard someone call him one thing, but like he had a very, very nice catch in in um in team. He had he had a good play. Like it was happy I was happy to see that. Once again, I'm saying like what I saw good. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be starting and playing a ton. Yeah, I'm saying what I saw was good. I thought Caleb Webb have a had a had a nice. He's a big kid. He yeah, had a nice yeah. impressive like DB blanketed on him right. catch. Yeah. Um, so I, I, all of those young guys, they are where they should be as young guys, and they are showing spurts of greatness that could be in the future. That that's pretty much what it is. It's it's not saying. Hey, they're starting this year. They're going to be on the field immediately. But you see that little stuff that they do, and you're like, oh, oh, this guy could be good coming down the pipe. But you understand that as a football player, as a coach, as a as a watcher, this is a freshman. Right, right. This is a freshman. And and I would say that, like, out of some of these freshmen, like, people that you may see on the field earlier than others is probably because, you know, you got a guy that's going to be behind Cedric Tillman. Well, Cedric Tillman's <laughs> – playing yeah. but you but squirrel white might be in the game because maybe they they're not sold on who's who's in, in the slot no if they're not sold on Jalen, if they're not sold on you know whoever else like they might you know and there are plenty of guys that hey this guy is good enough we got to get the ball in his hands so he'll get playing time but like i said like it's probably gonna be harder for caleb or or chase aka Chaz nimrod like mm-hmm. depending on what positions they're at but um and then walker merrill walker is I love Walker. He's swaggy as hell. Like he's dope. The dark Visor. Yeah, Dark Pfizer. Um prescription for that, bud. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he's 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 a dog. Like he's cool. Do I think he's gonna play a ton? Like, I don't know. He was running with the twos. Um, but I, you know, I still think by his soft, you know, by his junior senior year, mm-hmm. uh, that that he could have some chance. Like, I like the way he competes, he's always practicing hard. Um, but but yeah, it's just uh there's there's a lot of 
it's kind of a good level. Like if I'm a coach, I'm happy with what I have because you got your elder statesmen's, mm-hmm. you know, with Ramel and Cedric, and then even Jalen's been around a little bit. You got an older guy coming in and Bruce, so see what he does. But then you got your Caleb's and Squirrel, um, and 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 then you still got Jimmy Holiday, Jimmy Callaway. So you have a kind of a nice layer, mm-hmm. and I and I think they kind of all complement each other well. Um, I'm just not worried about our receivers. Like I said, do we have a first round draft pick running around out there? I don't know about that. Um, but but I think there's some good players. Like, listen, you know how many times today that we saw Cedric Tillman go deep, beat someone and catch it? <laughs> yeah. Quite, quite, quite often. How many times did we see him do like a deep slant slash kind of com- combo route? And he's there, you know, a lot. Yeah, we pitch, saw that. Like it's yeah, come it's, back. Gonna, it's it's gonna be, it's gonna be, they're gonna feed him. And um, and then it's who can step up when he's getting double teamed or when the ball's being, you know, the defense is directing the ball to another yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who can who can step on the other other side of the ball when they start doubling said and like not letting him be the one who beats us. And it wouldn't be a Kyler and Reed practice breakdown if I did not give a shout out to Jack Jansen. <laughs> of course. Of Just course. still out there, man, catches everything, cooking people. Being a stand-up, funny guy in the wide receiver group and, like, even, like, hey, you're going to be all right. It's all right. You drop that. It's okay. Like, catch the next one. You know, just something something simple like that. He doesn't consider himself to be, you know, the leader like a Cedric is. But he's still, hey, like, I'm going to bring some positivity. I'm going to bring some juice. Like, I might not start, but – I'm going to be a good teammate. Right. Which he is. Right. Yeah. And, and hell, he catches everything that comes to him. Yeah. He's a good, he's a, he's a great practice player. Um, and it's, it's good to have, I mean, there's plenty of times he's burning our ones, man. So if you're getting a good look from him, that's what matters. That's right. So um, anyways, let's go to, I, I, I listen. We, backs. Yeah. And I, like I said, I can go through some of these questions that we wrote down a little bit later, I, I think us talking this way will we'll answer, answer yeah, yeah. because basically we're seeing, we're talking about the good stuff we saw or the lack of good stuff that maybe we want to see more. So that kind of answers the questions, but uh running back, man, uh, this one's interesting. So do you want to go first? Yeah. So Lenith Whitehead's out, right? So that opens it up for, you know, who's the third guy or it's, you know, it's seen as small Jalen, Wright, And then who's the third guy? It's between Justin Thomas and Dylan Sampson. Dylan Sampson is way ahead of Justin Thomas. And I don't, I think it is more that Justin is a freshman, but Dylan Sampson, the way he finds a hole. Yeah, but he's a freshman too. I know. I just, I, I don't know. I think Justin is his inexperience. I think Dylan, some, for some, he, he has it, dude. He 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 understands where the holes are. He can read his blocks. He makes good cuts off of them. He has good jump cuts in the backfield if he needs to. His acceleration is great. I would say his only quote-unquote downfall, but I don't think is going to be an issue, is his size. He's not the biggest guy in the world. But and, and Go ahead. He's one of those guys. Today we see guys that are, yeah, they're about what we expected – which was which was squirrel to give you an example, like he's what I expected, but yeah. like Bruce smaller than I was expecting. Dylan is smaller than I, ex- I yeah. expected. I actually thought that he's gonna be more like bit, Jabari. He no, the him and Jabari look a lot alike. Yeah, but Jabari's a little thicker. 
So no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hijack. Let, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So Jabari is one of those guys that looks different. Yeah. They they are saying that he's added weight and looks bigger. He does look bigger. I can tell a difference definitely since last year and even since spring. Like he is a bigger back. Mm. What I'm saying is Dylan is his same frame yep. before Jabari put all that weight yeah, on. Thinner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah much yeah. thinner. He's I, I thought Dylan would be like five eleven, five ten, and like Kind of a little bit longer and, and skinnier. Yeah. He's little. He's little. He's, like he's, he's, yeah, he's yeah, shorter. He and he's, but anyways, continue. Yeah. So he's little. And with Justin, you know, everybody was so excited about him and his size. And he is a thick, thick running back, big, strong looking legs and arms. I, it's just, you know, I talked to offensive line. Some were like, yeah, man, he, like he, he just runs straight forward. He's not, doesn't camp quite find the hole he'll run into the back of guys and then you know just watching some like blocking drills he's like timid he he, he goes backwards not forward to actually block the guy in front of him and I I I think it is just being a freshman and like you not knowing what to do or being inside your head can make you timid in a way that, like, you're not a timid person yeah, he's not scared of contact he's not scared of contact but the fact that he is like wait, what am I supposed to do here? How am I supposed to do this? Where am I supposed to fit my hands in this block? Or wait, whose uh, hip am I supposed to follow on this? Uh, you know, which side is this going to? That kind of stuff gets in your head. And then you slow, you try and slow down so you can catch up in your brain. And that's where you see it, where it's, it's quote unquote soft looking. But I would not say he is a soft football player or that, he won't be a great running back for us. That doesn't mean that. And I don't want people to take it all the way there that, hey, like he's never going to play. He's never going to be good for us, all that kind of stuff. It's it's just he is not there yet. He will not – telling you right now, I do not see Justin seeing the field. I don't, I don't see like it. Unless, all year? Unless there are – Injuries, major injuries, but having three running backs ahead of him, I don't see him seeing the field unless we're beating Ball State by 50. Okay. And he gets in there. Okay. All right. Well, you played. So, I mean, like I respect your opinion. I I think, uh, which I was happy once again to speak on Coach Golish when I, it was the same thing I was listening when he made the comment about the, the six linemen being a swingman is – what I said on last week's podcast when we talked about Lynn J. Dixon really quickly is you, you know how to take the ball and, and, and do your thing with it. But I said, it depends on how quickly they pick up, you mm-hmm. know, and protect our quarterback. And that's exactly what coach Golish said to the media. Uh, when I heard him, he said like, Hey, it's like, how quickly can you pick up and make sure our quarterback doesn't get blasted. And so this running he back, is the I, most important player. I, I get it. Why? some of our my buddies and some of other fans are worried about the running back room. I get it. There's not a guy who's just a dog. Like we don't have a guy that's going to be a, you know, yeah, or, or we don't even have a guy that's probably like a second or third round draft pick, fourth, yeah. round, whatever. Like I get that. And I know people still love Tyon because he was a home run hitter. I'm just, and maybe this is a bad thing, but like, I'm still not worried about receivers and running backs and Hypel's offense. Like I'm just not there yet. Like, do I want a difference maker? Yeah, I, I would love that. But today, I mean, Jabari Small looks bigger. 
like I said, and Jabari's good. Like he is what he is. As long as he can stay healthy, he'll be a good productive back. Yep. Um, I didn't even see much of Jalen Wright. I actually didn't even notice he was practicing today, so I can't really comment on him one way or the other. I watched a lot of the two freshmen, which was um, Dylan Sampson and Justin Williams. Um, and like Kyler said, some guys have it and some guys don't. And it could just be that he that Justin doesn't have it yet because he is a freshman, but like Dylan just looks he just looks mature, man. Like it's a compliment to say, like, you know, like I said about Squirrel, like he already looks like he's a junior or senior with how he handles his business, how he runs, his his fluidity, like he just looks good. I thought he had some really nice runs and um his coachability, yeah, his his speaking with other guys on the field, his talking to quarterbacks, talking to O line, like that those little intangibles is what you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes. And so, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I, I, it was just, it was, he's just a good player, man. Like I was, I was impressed, like read his blocks. Well, nice jump cuts, you know, took off on a couple of them up, you know, up the middle. So like, I, I was impressed with what I saw. I yeah. wish, I wish he was a little bit bigger of what I was expecting, but listen, it's not a big deal. He'll, he'll get bigger. Um, like I said, Justin Williams Thomas is it's kind of a weird, like good, like you said, like good size, but like it just, I don't know, it just looked a little funky. You yeah. Know, it's it's kind of the way to put it. Like that's why I think it's like in his head. It's it, not it, it it's may, not who he is. Yeah. Um, and then there was I there was I don't even know who it was. There was some other running back. Um, I mean, I saw Jabari get reps, Dylan get reps, Justin William Thomas get reps. So I don't know if Jalen was practicing or not. I don't know. I just didn't notice. I could have easily missed him. Mm-hmm. But then they had like some backup, like walk on that was getting some reps. I don't know if that was just for practice purposes. But uh, and then everyone wants to know about Lynn J. Dixon. So he came right by us a couple of times. Like he's not as big as I thought he was either. He didn't really practice. He's still learning. Like, mm-hmm. but he yeah he's not a, a super big guy. But that's okay. Like I think he's going to be good for us as long as he can. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pick, up, a, pick up blocks. I think he's going to be good for us just because he's older. He's played in a lot of meaningful games. I have not watched his highlights yet. I've seen a few of them, but I haven't gone back and really watched. Or I haven't looked at like, you know, like I would look at his stats. Like how many fumbles has he lost? Mm-hmm. You know, like what's what what kind of stuff can we maybe use that in the backfield? Like maybe that's I, another reason why I'm like Justin Thomas might not. Out of the backfield and stuff like that. Field. Yeah. Like it's like you know, he's coming in now too, and he has right. experience playing. Right. And if, I mean, if you played at Clemson, you've played in a lot of big football games, a lot of good competition. So maybe when I'm laying around on the couch chilling, I'll pull up their games against whoever and see if I see any stuff from him. So, but yeah, he's, he's going to get an opportunity to play. Like this is going to be a very much running back by committee type deal. If something happens to Jabari or to even give Jabari a break. Um, yeah. And lastly, um, we have to shout out Jabari on an awesome blitz pickup he had. I mean, he's yeah, not that incredible. big. Jeremy coming off the edge. It wasn't even – it was a timed blitz. It wasn't even like, hey, I'm showing myself right away. And Jabari's ability to step up, take on Jeremy, which – like, Jeremy had sacks last year. Like, he's one of our good linebackers that can get off blocks and make sacks. And Jabari stepped up, put his head in the in the fan yeah. and – Freaking killed it. Yeah, absolutely. So it was awesome to see that. That was in team. So that was ones versus ones when he did that. That wasn't in like some little, you know, off offside drill or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was it was good to see that. So that's that's running backs. Uh hopefully we kind of 
covered what you guys wanted to yeah, get. I mean, yeah, your thoughts and questions. Are you, uh, let me ask you that. this. I mean, I've said that I'm not really worried about it. I, yeah, I know that we don't have some massive game breaker there, but I'm necessarily not worried about anything. Are you worried about the running back room? No, I think the same reason that you're not, that this offense. And the fact that, like, last year we, had, didn't, we, we didn't know who Jabari Small was or Tyon Evans. We had no idea who these guys were. And we thought, like, oh, God, they're, they're short. They're, they're not, like, huge running backs. And then what do they do? Just produce, 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 huge runs. You can making defenders look like idiots, SEC defenders look like idiots. And it's like, hey, yeah, give them some space. As long as our offensive line can get them to the second level, they'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be very surprised if this season we don't see a lot of nice screen plays to get them out, get these offensive line moving, and if we don't have a couple of those other, you know, basically hitting the A-gap and 30, 40, 50, and then maybe even taking a couple of 60, 70-yard up just because exactly. in this offense it is such a quick hitter to just hand it, go, little ISO, and get your guy in space. Um and uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. And then lastly, quarterbacks. Um, I think it's awesome, man. Like, I I don't – once again, Joe's not one of the guys that we've talked with. I don't know him or anything. But, like, I really respect him for staying around the program, uh, you know, being supposedly like a good teammate like he is to Hendon. He was still out there competing. I thought he had some nice throws. He was also um, he was also leading. He was coaching up. And that's his what, second string guys. And that's what I was about to say is like he was out there having a good time. He was bouncing around. He was talking with people. It looked like he was coaching them up. Like it was good. Like he could have easily faltered and been like, "Yo, I'm out of here. Like I lost my job." Like you know, or he could just kind of like you know put his head down and pouted. But like you know, I, I think he's gonna have a really good shot next year. I mean. Uh, you know, I know Nico's coming in and Taven Jackson's still there, but like, um, yeah, so I thought quarterbacks, if something happens to Hendon, then like it's great to have Joe back there. Um, and then Taven was fine. I mean, I didn't say anything special, um, but I'm not really, you know, necessarily watching Taven. If I see the threes out there, I'm probably watching receivers or some DBs. Yeah. Um, you know, and then I, Taven is still. He's dealing with a third string offensive line, so that is part of it. But like, he's he's getting sacked before he gets rid of the ball almost every play. Yeah, where it's like, and that just happens. People are in his face, and usually coaches say like, "Hey, don't touch the quarterback," so they can play through, and wide receivers and DBs and linebackers can get their, you know, reps in. Because if you just sack them, it's like they're done with the play. Right. And it was just a lot of the time. He's getting sacked. He's not getting rid of the ball. And that's where I'm like, I don't – sometimes it is offensive line. Sometimes it's – maybe he didn't see the open man. Yeah, when he was open, then he's not open. Yeah. And then Taven sees him, and he's like, oh, crap, I can't throw it there. And there's a couple of times where you mentioned, like, you thought he was kind of locking on to people and kind of yeah. deci- deciding where he was going with the ball before the ball. I, You know, I saw one that I thought was an overthrow. Who, who gives a shit? Like, we all make mistakes. He had an overthrow, but, like – we're not in the QB room, like, breaking down and, like, watching stuff to see what he's seeing. So, like, it's not even fair to really comment on him. Like, I still thought he had a good attitude. I thought he practiced well, practiced hard. Like, I think their quarterback room is a good room. Like, I think they all are, like, you know, good guys and, like, seem to be, like, good teammates for each other. But it's not really worth talking much about besides Hendon's the guy. And I think Joe's a really, really solid backup to have if something does happen and maybe a chance to play, you know, next year because the guy we all know is still physically gifted and – 
everyone remembers some of those deep balls, but like he still had some nice deep balls today, like that that completed. So I mean, you know. he he did. That's. I just think like, even when you're really look like really looking at it, having both of them with the experience that they have in one quarterback room is very rare, dude. Like quarterbacks transfer at the drop of a hat and to have two guys that if Hinden were to go down, it's not going to be, Hey, we're losing every game going forward. Right. It, it, it like he can step in. I definitely would not say him and Hinden are on the same level. I think Hinden is better, but in no way is it like he's the worst quarterback in the SEC. No, you know no, what I mean. Yeah, I still yeah, think yeah. he's top half. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So uh, that's where I like feel good very much about Milton. Yeah, and and his attitude. It's all about it's all about for him if he can translate what he does from the practice field to when the lights come on. Exactly, and and to make sure that he because that's kind of like we saw him practice last year. He's a great practice player, and then sometimes when the lights came on, I'm not going to say he froze or whatever, but like. He didn't make the plays, and that's why Hendon was in there because Hendon ended up making the plays. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, well, that's offense. You guys are going to see us again. We're going to put this out on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Yep. Um, just to – you'll hear it again because we have to say stuff so if people don't catch other stuff, once again, the difference of what we see in just a short time from Coach Heupel, the rest of the coaching staff, like there's not one negative thing I can say. I, I Once again, I love how all the coaches coach. Um, meaning individually and stuff. And like, I think it's just very businesslike, but like also family. And what I mean by that is like, you know, we're family, like we love each other. We take care of each other, but like we're, we're here to win games. Yep. And so it's like, I don't think there's any extra wasted bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I literally say BS because like, there's not any wasted, like coaches just demeaning players for no reason or just a bunch of nonsense. Like, I don't think that, I think it's a good vibe over there. I think it's uh, um, great to see the younger guys, like I said, the younger receivers, the younger running backs. We're about to talk about the younger defensive backs and even some of the linebackers, edge guys. Um, so it's great to see it over there. I couldn't be more happy with the trajectory of the entire program. Honestly. Does that mean I'm saying we're going to win 10 games this year? No, I'm not necessarily predicting something like that. But it's just great to see where it's headed and where it's going. And I guess that's my final wrap-up on that. Yeah, it gives you – gives you – confidence for the future it gives you a good feeling that we are headed in the right direction we might not be there yet we might not be at the georgia and alabama level at this moment but we're not so you can't say we might yeah we're we're not we are not um get there yes i mean with the progress they've made from when he first got there to now we can definitely get there and the progress with the NIL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. In so, progress with NIL, yeah. too. Um, all right. Appreciate you guys watching. If you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Hit that like button. Hit that notification bell. Please leave your comments. If they're not nice, if they are nice, I s- still like to read them and answer them. So does Reed. So please leave your comments. Uh, if you're just listening, subscribe, uh, follow, rate, and review. Uh, Please share with friends and family. Let them know what we're doing. Let them know that, hey, there's two guys who just went to practice and they broke down everything on the offensive side of the ball. Then they got another podcast where they break down the defensive side of the ball. Tell them. People want to hear about this. So 
Uh, and then follow us on social media at Believe in Tennessee for our main account on Twitter, at rbacon26 for Reed, at Kyler Curbison for all social medias for me. And uh, just really appreciate you guys. As always, go Vols. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.